So this is the No Sold Weekly Wrap-Up. Here we are again. I got the East-West connection here. Philly represented right here. How are you guys feeling? Feeling great, John. <laughs> Beautiful night. <laughs> Beautiful night. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to hear it. Philly got a World Series. Yeah, a lot going Let's on go. here. Phillies are in the World Series. Sixers beat the Pacers. Big win there. <laughs> I was actually um, hoping finally. they would lose because I was hoping Doc would get fired. Yeah, I was low-key kind of like yep. um, Eagles head off this week. But your your Cowboys got a dub. Dak is back. Yeah, thank God. Dak Show is a little. Dak is <laughs> thank, back. Thank the Lord. But here we are. It was a fun week in wrestling. Actually, a very fun week. We'll get into it in a moment. But as always, want to thank those of you who are following, subscribing, commenting, showing us love. We appreciate it. Uh, Greg Mortis was one of the guys chiming AKA in last Papa week. Spice. Yeah, aka Papa Spice. Uh, he got into it a little bit on the comments. Just talking about Bray Wyatt because we covered him last week. I think everybody's kind of stoked on Bray Wyatt right now, but we still don't know what to make of the character. We'll we'll get into that. Um, and also, John Petrick, our guy John Petrick, he said that he hasn't watched a Raw in almost 20 years, but did so recently, uh, I guess based on our our commentary. So sorry if we uh, <laughs> yeah. led you down the wrong path I, there. I sorry, it's a bad look. <laughs> I feel if like we ever... the way we talk, no one would ever want to watch Raw. Right? Like I know. Stuff, but... They'd be like, let me go watch this old show. Seriously. But um, yeah, we were we were we were on there shooting the breeze just about these good brothers back in the WWE and how we don't get it. Nobody gets it. <laughs> well, I guess some people get it, right? Some people are stoked for it. Apparently. Apparently, um, but yeah, right now, WWE and AEW, it's like that weird point before all the, you know, the gears, full gear is coming up, but then uh, the gears shift into Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, we'll get into all that stuff eventually. I want to start with AEW, though, since we tend to go a little long sometimes on w- on AEW, not WWE. Let's try to go through AEW a little bit here because it was a fun week, uh, Dynamite. We had another dynamite. It was a cool. So they were coming off a show that I think we all unanimously liked the week before, uh, which is it was when Renee Paquette, the Toronto AEW. It was a super fun show. Um, This week, it was still fun. It was super solid. We'll get into like the specifics, but right off the top um, for you guys, did you guys get to watch this in its entirety? There was a lot going on. We'll get to the the specifics of the matches, but did you guys watch the show and did you enjoy it like overall? Yeah, I enjoyed the show. Thought it was really good. Um, maybe not as good as last week. Last week I felt it was like a, like a banger of an episode, but this was still super solid. Lots of fun matches. I don't know if they were like the greatest matches that they've put on, you know. But I was into all the ROH stuff again. Jericho's making that money. Obviously, Moxley's money. So I thought it was good. Yeah, Duke, what did you think of the show overall? I did like the show. One, I think there were two matches that I really enjoyed, and I won't get into it, but yeah, I like the show overall until you get into the specifics. The specifics. <laughs> well, let's get into those specifics. So this was, uh, like you said, Frank, there was going to be more Ring of Honor 
crossover with Jericho and his Jericho. Uh, what does he call it now? The Jericho of Honor or the does he have a um, name for like his reign here? The, like Ocho? the Code of Jericho. Yeah, I know he calls himself the, the, Ocho. the Ocho. Yeah, but, but he keep, yeah he does keep saying something of like Jericho of Honor or something like that. But I don't remember. Yeah, what Ring of Jericho maybe something like that. Yeah, um, sure. But we'll get yeah. There was that crossover, but it had a, a trios title match to kick off the show. A new All Atlantic champion, All Orange Cassidy and his boys, the best friends versus the Death Triangle. Once again, um, these guys have been like. I feel like kind of floating around that trios title ever since they uh, first had the tournament, the best friends. I mean, this was cool. It was fun. Um, there was a lot going on or, you know, it was a cool, cool match to kick off with, but did you see anything like that stood out to you in this match that made you feel like these? So the trios titles are now established, right? So mm-hmm. we have champions. Do you want to see these titles defended? like super often should it be an attraction and did you guys like this match i thought the match was fun um i think those matches those matches with those guys are always going to be fun the best friends the lucha brothers pop um you know i it didn't seem like overly special in any way to me but it, it just seemed like a solid trios match do i want to see those belts defended all the time i don't know maybe Maybe less so than the other belts, you know, like than a traditional tag team belt or something, just because they make it feel special. But I don't know. I mean, it's supposed to be a world title. It's supposed to get defended. There are lots of trios teams in the company. So, like, I, keeping it moving makes sense as well. I don't know. I'm not really sure how yeah. I feel about the belts at all, like, in general, you know. But uh, but I think the right guys have the belts. Like, if anybody, if any team is going to have them, I don't know what they're going to do with pack and you know you saw like the lucha brothers they have some sort of descent within the team right right you know so like who knows where that's gonna end up i also don't want these belts flip-flopping from team to team you know unfortunately they're already the second team to have them so it's sort of like mm. hopefully they get to keep them for a little bit i don't know though so i like he the went belts. for that hammer again right yeah uh, yeah Pac. he went for the hammer was about to use the, hammer. <laughs> the lucha bros don't cheat apparently you know right. so uh right yeah I, I mean i don't know where that's gonna go but I just yeah. don't want to see those bells jumping around from team to team yet. Duke, are you a fan of the trios titles in theory? And um, you fan of this match? Did you care about this match? Um, I do like the trios titles. I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. Like how often do you want to see them defended? I don't know. Maybe once or twice a month, I think. Um, Not like an every week thing. Yeah. I think six man tag or I'm sorry. Trios matches are, are fun. Normally, you know, um, I don't really care for the best friends, but Chuck Taylor's a Sixers fan, so I, I can't. <laughs> you like not... Orange Cassidy as a singles? I do like Orange Cassidy, yeah. Um, yeah, which is not the best actually, friends group. I think he's on Rampage, especially not to jump ahead. He actually cracked me up, like, and I never like pop oh. anymore, but he's pretty funny. But and Pentagon's my like one of my favorite dudes, so. Yeah, that's always fun matches. Cool. Yeah, no, I I thought it was fun. It was enjoyable, like I said, for a kickoff to the show. Speaking Uh, of Pentagon, real quick. Yeah. Can we talk about his mask versus, was it hair match? Or no, mask versus mask. mask. Yeah, it was a mask. Let me redo that. So, speaking of Pentagon, can we talk about his mask versus mask match? Did you guys catch that at all? I didn't see the match, but I saw the... All the pictures post yeah. event. 
Was this the Viano match? Yeah, yeah. Viano. Viano. Yeah, we talked about this last week. Oh, we did. Okay. All right, yeah. you can just cut that. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's next. That. I wasn't sure that we did. Yeah, I no, we did it, talk though. about it. And that dude, I the can't match. believe he's still fucking wrestling, man. Was it good? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. good for him being fucking 70 years old. Yeah, yeah. You know, like. Is he really 70? Match, no, whatever he is. Oh. He's probably 60. I would believe you, though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's been wrestling for 40 years. Legit. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. they started young, but still. All right. just No, that's all right. Me. No. So we got a, a cool video package. So we're in Cincinnati for this dynamite. We got a cool video package of Moxley kind of driving around the hood, his hometown. It was something I just asked for on one of our shows recently. I'm like, throw me a video package here and there. Just a little more, you know, build up. Um, it's going to be a huge main event on this dynamite, by the way. It's Tangman Adam Page versus John Moxley, world title on the line. I'm often critical here and there of like their main events, you know, not being the properly booked or whatever, you know, on the card. Sometimes they are in the middle of the show. But anyway, this was going to close the show and we'll definitely get to it. But I like this little video package. Um, so we're going to get into the women here on on AEW Dynamite and Sheeta versus Tony Storm interim AEW's Women's World Championship. I actually didn't hate this match. I thought it was pretty solid. Um I think she does always pretty solid, but yeah, Tony Storm being like interim women's world champion. She's I knew she was gonna have to win me over, you know. I guess like gain, you know, my respect or whatever. <laughs> Still don't know if it's there. Like you know what I'm saying. Like I don't know if I look at her as the the top dog in that division. But yeah, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I I mean, who's the top dog? Right? It's like it feels like it's Britt Baker. We all know who it and is, and then like and like everyone else. So it's it's it's. I think it's tough for any of those girls really because. Mm-hmm. She feels like the one. I mean, uh, Jamie Hader is having a moment, though, mm-hmm. you know, so like she's like she'd be she's very over. Yeah. Believable in the moment. I'm a Hader, you know, fan. So but yeah, but Tony Storm, I think she's cool. It It, it, is, it is a bummer that she's like an interim champion because it's like with Thunder Rosa, it's like we have no idea what's happening with her. Mm-hmm. Like, Is she what's her injury is it like a big injury is she injured at all you know so what's your usual um like what's the usual like process in let's just say ufc or whatever if there's an interim champion and then that person who was hurt is gone for way longer than they expected will they nix the interim title or like or will they i I don't think that that they've done that yeah like i don't think they've ever done that i think they've waited until that person came back unless we're talking potentially five months interim champion Yeah, like unless it was like some sort of catastrophic thing like i don't think it's ever been done where like the interim champion just became full champion it may have don't quote me you know but like it's very rare if it has ever happened so like yeah, because the DMD know. actually referenced it in an interview, like backstage, she was like, you know, interim champion, but that's a whole other story. I mean, she mm-hmm. seemed like she was sort of kind of burying the idea of it yeah. anyway. But um, I just think everybody's burying the idea of Thunder Rosa actually being mm-hmm. like legit hurt or whatever it is, you know. And it's mm-hmm. like, which is unfortunate, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know, but like back to this match, like I thought it was a solid match. She does always in like a solid matches, you know. I feel like she does matches is always like solid, but never anything like super special. You know, but uh, but yeah, it was it was solid title defense. Yeah, you know, they got all the women here just to set it up for you, Duke. But they got like a lot of the women into this one segment because post match, it was um Jamie Hader, Rebel, and and Britt. I think they all attacked Tony Storm. Soraya came out, even the odds, you know, that whole thing broke out into the crowd. But so they got all the women in this one segment. What do you think overall? Are you a fan of the Tony Storm 
title reign, interim title reign? Are you a believer? I mean, I don't like any interim title reigns. Like, I get it if someone gets hurt because it sucks to like strip somebody of their title. But I don't. I just don't see the Tony Storm thing. I don't get it. I just. I don't. Would she be on your roster? Um, if I can pick like out of. Give me like, you know, 15 women wrestlers right now. She can be on the roster. I just don't think she's special. You know, like I I just don't like, I mean, I think Jamie Hayter's cooler than she is. I think Britt's cooler. I think Jade's cooler. Mm -hmm. I think Willow Nightingale's cooler. I don't, Mm -hmm. I just don't see anything special about Tony Storm. I, you know. Yeah, they're trying. She got a big win here. What'd you say, Frank? I said I'm very big on Willow Nightingale. Yeah, she's I'm awesome. A, I'm a fan. She's, she's got I don't know, her energy's good. Like yeah, she's yeah. different. Like Yeah. Uh, I like her a lot. Too. I don't know. And it's not to say like, you know, if people dig Tony Storm, because like I don't get a lot of stuff that people like, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't I don't see what's special about her. Yeah, they're trying, I guess. She got a big win. Um so Renee Paquette was backstage. She interviewed FTR. This is about, I guess, well, they're talking about potentially going for the AEW tag titles, which everybody wants right now, at least that match. Uh, Swerve and Keith Lee interrupted. That that led to a big you know, like showdown on Rampage that we'll get to. Um, well, that match will be a number one contenders match on Dynamite this coming week. But they got, they got mixed up backstage. Um, I don't know, man. FTR... I feel like they're definitely blazing baby faces right now. And it's funny <laughs> because like they, they lost all their smugness and I'm fine with it. Cause I like, I think I love them either way, but it's just funny how like such, they're yeah. such good guys, you know? Yeah. It like Cash Wheeler's like, I won't be able to live with myself. If we don't win these. <laughs> like he was just like such a blazing yeah. baby face. It is. I mean, Hey, it's what you asked for. You know what I mean? Like, it is funny to see them though, because they were always like assholes, like everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everywhere they went. Now it's like they're the nicest dudes on earth, <laughs> all about their children. It's I mean, we're all fans of them. So if this yeah. is what it takes for them to be successful, go for like, it. Yeah. yeah. I don't I mean, mind I'd, it. Yeah. I'd rather them be bad guys, but yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they'll um, have runs as both faces. I just think, think either... their style is more heelish, if that makes yeah. sense. They're in ring style. Lately, they've been winning with some cool move. Like I saw, uh, Dax they always do cool stuff. But and, like they would, you know. you know, they did like the the Italian arm like tags. They would do mm-hmm. those kind of spots, like tag with their foot and stuff like that. Like just right, cool little nuances that you know they're fans of like old school stuff, like yeah. little cheating things. And I I like that about them. So, but I mean, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna cheer for them regardless. Speaking of cheaters and uh, mm-hmm. heels. Jay Lethal and uh, Darby Allen had a little thing backstage. So he trapped him under the garage door <laughs> and he locked the figure four on him. Yeah, but uh, like him the being week... Jay Lethal locked the figure four on Darby Allen. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. But remember, like they just wrestled what the previous week and like Jay Lethal got mad. Shook his hand. Yeah, like pick a lane, dude. Yeah. I don't understand any of the Jay Lethal stuff if I'm being honest, you know, yeah, it's like, like he'll lose every match, every big match. Then he'll get a title shot, and then he or like a big program right away now, like with Orange doing this weird thing, and he's flippy floppy. It's like like his boys come is... out, you know, and they're you know gonna cheat or whatever. Or no, mm-hmm. it was after the match. He was gonna shake his hand. They didn't want him to shake his hand, and he was. But got he did. Grumpy, yeah. 
And then this week he's just buried. This week he was mad that he like lost to him. He's like, no one shows me up. It was a little. The continuity is very lacking. It's Jay. It's it's Jay Lethal though too. Do you like Jay Lethal Frank as a hand on your roster? I'll ask you the same question. Like, because he does have. He has yeah. a, that was a good match with Darby the week. Yeah, before. that's the thing. Like, because you know he I mean? could have a good match. That's like he could have a good solid match with a guy. But it's like to me, he has to be. This is gonna sound harsh, but he's like he he needs to just be like an enhancement guy. Just go in there mm-hmm. and have good matches with guys. Make everybody look good. He's a big enough guy that it could feel believable. So and not like a lot of matches. story in his yeah, stuff. Yeah, no want story. Any... Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't want to hear you. Talk. I don't like him as a heel either. Yeah, I don't, don't want to hear you cut a promo. Yeah, as a heel, it's just not believable. I just. I think he's a good wrestler, you know, but I'm not interested in almost anything else he has to offer, you know, unfortunately. And it's kind of always been that way with me and Jay Lethal, you know, like I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, you know, and I think he's, I think he's probably pretty good as a wrestler, but just doesn't. What about, what about Sanjay as a, as a manager? (laughs) Yeah, I could do without Sanjay, (laughs) you know, I could do like in all forms. He's going like full old school with his over the top shtick. Like he's like fully over the top. I almost Dude, don't I, like I, I don't know if I managers. like it. Or I love yeah. managers, but like not what they have going on. Mm-hmm. I, right. I love managers, and there's not a single one there that like I feel like helps any of the talent. Yeah. We talked about it last week. I was, yeah, you know, like, you were like, you like managers, but not these specific guys. No, you, you like know, I don't know. There's nothing that they bring to the table. I don't. I don't know. Who's understand. like a good manager in pro wrestling right Current now? Current day, like right Paul, now? Yeah, yeah like I know. I think. Yeah. I think MVP. Yeah, he, MVP is um, solid. Like for Omas, I think he needs that. Yeah. You know. You know, who I think would be like good managers that they they use them right. Adam Cole and L.A. Knight. <laughs> if they just put them in the no, sorry. Spoken um, like a wise man. So speaking oh, of heels, once again. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! About, oh boy! <laughs> I know that's the quote of the week last week. The quote, uh, I almost said the quote. Yeah, so the hold heel... on a second, real quick, yeah. John boy. I got a bone to pick with you because mm. Frank and I said that Dolph wasn't used to his like maximum potential, and you turned it into a does Dolph belong in the Hall of Fame conversation? And that's not what we said. No, because Frank literally laughed at me when I he's I no. said he said, Do you think Frank's in the hall or do you think Dolph's in the Hall of Fame? I said, <laughs> Absolutely. He's like, What the fuck? Frank, you don't think he's in the Hall of Fame, though? I don't think really? he... Really? Yeah, I don't think he should be. Yeah, maybe he's aimed at Frank, because yeah. I, yeah, I know yeah, he's... Yeah. No, but you that. made the whole narrative that, and that's yeah. not what we were saying. Well, that's why I people got to listen to all I the believe, I believe that he does... He will be in the Hall of Fame, but, like, what does the Hall of Fame mean? Well, no, yeah. really. I'll ask you, do you believe he's a Hall of Fame, or has he had a Hall of Fame career? Yeah, he's been there for... Ever. Like, and he's had every title, but what does that mean now? And what does the Owen Hall Hart, of Fame even mean? Do you mean? want Owen Hart in the Hall of Fame? No, because I I absolutely back Martha Hart in her stance. Oh. In your Hall. Like, so I'm just saying. Yeah, absolutely. Owen Hart's a Hall, a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. How is Dolph Ziggler not a Hall of Famer? He is. That, that's not what we were saying, though. <clears throat> we were saying Dolph Ziggler wasn't afforded the chances, the opportunities that some of these other clowns were. like Seamus specifically right yeah just as yeah. an example and I and I was just defending like if you go back and look yeah but you changed match, the year, year, but, but, I but, but like I would go as far as saying Dolph's career it shouldn't even be Hall of Fame like considered Hall of Fame worthy in the in the era of like everybody gets a, a dozen belts you know what I mean and yeah. like 
And like, there's not to, to me, like the moments you're talking about Owen Hart, but like Owen Hart, you could argue that he's like, like in the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. You know what I mean? And it's like, and Dolph- one of the greatest yeah. technicians, but period. you know, but a lot of the knock on Owen is, I mean, you know, you see it in every time he tries to cut a promo, it's, it's not good. Sure. Sure. Uh, you know what I mean? And that's have part you of seen the- his promo after he turned on Brett. Because- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sure, but it's just like, but it's like I think Dolph's like on paper is like it looks great, you know, and like all the things are there. But it's like when you think about what his career was, you're a super fan, John. So obviously, I know you remember all the fucking moments. But like for the average person who's gonna look it's back at Dolph Ziggler's career, it's not very memorable. Is that and I would argue that, and it's sort Fair. of like, I'd you know, say, do your homework. everybody gets into the Hall of Fame based on like the title. Read up on Dolph. Read up on Dolph's career. Go year by year. Look at Dolph's runs. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I, I didn't mean to switch the narrative. It was more or less, I guess, off, bro. look, it was a headline grabbing this Dolph <laughs> Hall of Fame, <laughs> but listen, um, I want to talk about this heel. You guys heard of, um, fake ass EC3 Mac- control. Maxwell. Do you ever hear Maxwell Jacob Friedman? Friedman? Hmm. Friedman. A- MJF. Yes. This MJF, guy. Yes. So he had this thing with Regal this week. Mm-hmm. MJF. He came out. It was uh, baby face. Well, he was getting into how Regal's a sad old man now. And uh, basically, he read a whole, it was a whole entire story. And he told us to bear with him. But once you got through it, it was pretty cool. It was basically centered around how Regal promised to watch his stuff and maybe get him a spot in WWE. Whether that's true or not, we don't know. But Regal stopped answering his emails or kind of blew him off after the third time. Busy man, he's a lord for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. MJF kind of was going into how he probably would have already been a made man in WWE by now if Regal would have just answered him. And, you know, it was a whole thing, just kind of poking the bear at Regal until he finally responded. And Regal went into how he doesn't feel bad for MJF when he was 16. He was, you know, fighting guys twice his age at (laughs) carnivals and, you know, um, he wanted to light a fire under NJF, which is his reasoning for doing what he did. At least, you know, now he can say that without going into every single detail of that promo. Do we both, do the three of us agree that it was really compelling TV and pretty, I don't want to use the word epic because I'm throwing it around a lot, but what'd you guys think of the segment? Yeah, it was pretty great. I mean, you knew it was going to be great as soon as you saw like the guys in the ring, you're like, oh yeah, this is going to be. You know, this is going to be something. MJF delivered, which um, I thought was, like, really good and super compelling. And then I felt like Regal, like, bitch slapped him with his <laughs> his promo, like, you know, his comeback. Because it was so money, dude. And it made it made MJF's, like, uh, issues seem, like, less, you know, less of a big deal, you know, and after MJF, just con- after MJF just convinced you that it was like this traumatic experience or whatever, William Regal's so good that he just made you feel like it was nonsense. I just thought that was like really great. That's one of the better like in-ring promos maybe ever that they've had. I would agree. And before you uh, get into it, Duke, I just want to, this one line from MJF was hilarious. He was saying how WWE would take several human lives now just to have him on his roster, meaning <laughs> WWE would kill kill several men to get him <laughs> on their show. Uh, what do you think of the, the back and forth between these two guys, MJF and Regal? Yeah, like Frank said, it's, I mean, as soon as you see, I think MJF is the best 
promo they have, period. And then Regal, when he when they actually let him talk and don't have him doing some goofy stuff, like, you know, we saw his very first day in AEW, how good he is on the mic, you know? Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, did we expect anything less? Like, it was awesome. I, yeah. I do... The MJF babyface stuff, though, is, like, worrisome to me. And it it's happening organically. The fans like them. But I also think, like, fans are just fickle. Mm. And they're sick of what's happening right now. Like, they love Moxley. And then, you know, inevitably they're going to turn on him. You know, and then they're going to all love MJF. But I wish he would do some, like, something rotten to get that heat back. Because I, th- I enjoy him a lot as a heel. Like, I think his his money is as a heel. His future is as a heel. Like, and not this tweener stuff that we see all the time. Like, I like him being rotten and, like, being mean to everyone. Like, I like that. You mm-hmm. you like, you need a good villain, like, to cheer against. Guys you love to hate, you know? And he's one of the only ones that do it yeah, like, to truly, that level. You know? to that, like, Jericho's um... still a heel, and but, like... Mm-hmm. You talked about it a lot, like when they're singing his song and stuff, you know, like yeah. how much of a heel are you? But that's just the fans trying to have fun. But I do think Jericho still does a good job of like he does in his own know? way. And it's yeah. it's it's a little bit more um not but as like just, brutal and nasty as you're talking about with MJF, how he does yeah. like really rotten things, you know. But um I'm glad there yeah, this this version of MJF is you know what I prefer, whether it is face or heel, because like he wasn't out there doing the catchphrases. It was all just honest stuff. Like I feel like he was well, he, telling his he, story. He of course got his catchphrase, and though he absolutely did. Oh yeah, my bad. Yeah. Right, but not the whole like mid and just yeah, yeah. trying to be like fun loving. Yeah, it was serious. And I any kind of anytime he comes out and tries to be super serious, I, I I do enjoy it. Like I said, it was compelling. I loved that segment. I thought, you know, I've been crowning shit left and right, so I won't say it's like, you know, anything epic. But like you said, Frank, it might have been as far as like Regal, the give and take Regal had. Like this was also a moment for him to shine, which I I really oh, loved, yeah. you know. Yeah, for sure. It was cool to see that. I'm always happy when like Regal gets like the talk or like have a little moment, even if it's something quick, like when he put the brass knuckles on last week or whatever. Anytime like Regal sort of just like a moment just adds to his like the mythos of William Regal. Yeah. So I- I'm into it. Yes, me me too. I feel like he should have a spot on these shows as mm-hmm. often as they can, you know, just because yeah. he enhances everything. And he enhanced this MJF uh, storyline, we'll call it, for later in the night because it all tied back to what they were kind of going back and forth about, mm-hmm. uh, what they were, you know, what they were debating about. But so we mentioned the ring, ring of Jericho or the Ring of Honor. So he has this thing now. I guess he's fighting former champions from Ring of Honor. Yeah. This week it was Dalton Castle, Duke's boy. Um, he had a grand entrance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, he really, you know, he's a showman. I will say this: I will watch these shows sometimes with casuals, you know, and they're like, "I love this guy. Who is this guy?" Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where I guess like he catches your eye. Once he got in the ring, though, he delivered. He's this match a, was yeah, very well, good. I told you guys last week, like he's really good. He's deceptively strong. Like he 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 can wrestle like mm-hmm. technical, you know, I know he's very wrestler. inspired by match uh, like many guys are. Mm-hmm. But he you know, I was reading up on him and, he, you know, he's uh, infused a lot of savage into him. I noticed he looks like a young Lanny Poffo, though. I don't know. If oh, you caught for that, sure. Duke. For yeah. sure. One hundred. Yeah, cool. So what'd you guys think of the match overall? 
It was good. It was fun. I like this guy Dalton Castle. I've like I like the gimmick. I I don't know a ton about him, but like I saw him in these ROH shows that AEW's put on or Tony Khan has put on since. And I've always thought he was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Cause he's he brings like a little bit of everything, you know, it's not just one this one dimensional dude, like most of these guys are, especially starting out like at that level, at that ring of honor like level. So I appreciate that. I appreciate some character, I appreciate the entrance and the you know, the gimmick. So I thought it was cool. I thought the match was cool. I think Jericho, I think this shit with Jericho and the ROH belt is very fun, very cool. I'm curious now, like to see where like it keeps going, you know, and how how much of the callbacking is like, you know, fun and entertaining and how many of the matches are actually going to be solid. So I'm into it so far. And I like this match a lot. Cool. Duke, what'd you think of the match and the presentation of Dalton castle, you know, for his first appearance on AEW TV? I love this dude. Like, I hope that they sign him. Like I could see him as a top guy. I don't know if that's crazy to, to you guys, but nah, I mean, really. I think he looks great. Like he, he has such a presence. Like you said, you're just watching him. You're just watching it with casual people. And they're like, oh man, this guy's cool. You know, like he has it to me. And then, like you said, once he gets in there, like, you're like, damn, like when he was like holding Jericho up with the like gut wrench. Oh yeah. I was like, like that's serious power, man. Like that's, you know, Claudio Castagnoli stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm, I'm really big on him. I hope that they. I would like to see like Dalton Castle is all elite. I don't know if he's been signed there yet. I don't believe yeah, so. I don't yeah, know. but I mean, and I also think it's cool that Jericho, because let's be honest, Jericho probably gets what he wants in that company. And he was probably like, I want to work with this dude. You yeah. know, and oh, yeah. I think that's cool, you know, to mm-hmm. get that rub. And like he looked great, man. Even in the loss, like he looked great. So I really hope we see more of him. Like I I really like him. Yeah, I'm with you guys, and I, I, you know, I've been critical of the ROH thing, but I'm with you, Frank. Like this, Jericho's making this stuff fun, memorable, and like interesting. If if nothing mm-hmm. else, I I wonder two questions real quick on this. One, once Jericho loses this ROH title, you know, is it at? Does he have a chance to elevate it, like legitimately and honestly make you care about it? And second part of this is who's left for him to fight that you would want him to see because you guys are ROH fans. Like, is there someone that might come out of the woodwork, a former ROH fan, uh, champ punk? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I wish it would be like Nigel. He just, you know, like if he, if he could have a match, you know, he just got released from the WWE. Like that would be cool. But yeah. Like, you know, from the commentary, like he was in the commentary team. I guess he's one of the guys that got the ax. Switch up. Yeah, so like that would be cool to me. Um, but you know, I don't know if he could go anymore. Austin Aries, you know, Austin Aries is an obvious one because he's a guy who's still active and like can easily just show up for a match. But he's always been such a dickhead, you know, like yeah. that I just don't like him. You know, yeah, like, he's such good. a reputation. Yeah, man. you know, he's good, but it's just like he's such a, you know, that would be cool if they brought him, him in, like for yeah. that just the one. You know, the one off. Yeah. And yeah. it's super easy, I'd imagine, right? Like, unless he's like a diva to work with. All I the mean, around, the big but... one that's looming is Samoa Joe, probably. Uh, yeah. That and one's like, not as interesting to no, me. No, no. But I'm know? just saying, like, Jericho right. is like a right fan there of for Samoa you. Joe. Like, yeah. he, he has it's, said that. Yeah, it could so. happen. So, um, 
Yeah, I feel like this this segment in general, it's cool if that this is the storyline they're doing with Ring of Honor right now. That was like really the most Ring of Honor we got on the show. So like I was kind of happy about that. They didn't infuse too much of it. And word on the street is, Frank, you read it, I think, right? Or it's a uh, potential that they might have their yeah. own show coming. Yeah, it looks like. I mean, according to Tony Khan, they said they're going to do another pay-per-view and then they're hoping final for a battle. Show. So what does that mean? Like, is that? It I think for... that was just a Ring of Honor pay per view. Just a yeah. Oh, it's okay. A, it's a new oh. one. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. And then like potentially have a show sometime next year. So I'm like, that's cool. You know, make it happen. And hopefully Unless Jericho this... gives this belt the rub. You know, and then we'll see. I think he already has given the belt a rub. I know, but I'm like saying know? to carry its own show. Like if that's like a good right. Word, that's yeah. my thing. It's like maybe. after Jericho loses it, what does the yeah. belt mean? Well, maybe mm-hmm. final battle means they fight to the death. Mm-hmm. maybe maybe now this is good end. stuff with jericho like i said i said it last week that i've been ragging on him and his age and slowing down whatnot because you guys were talking about mysterio but i think this jericho right now is he's killing it um not only just for his age but just in general yeah he's just doing a lot of really unbelievable stuff in that ring so i'll give him a lot of props um so that the main event here though Hangman versus Moxley. This was a wild one because right off the bat, they started fighting in the crowd. So this is the world title match, main event, John Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page. Right off the bat, they were fighting in the crowd. Hangman went for like a moonsault off the off the top of the balcony. It was like a spot that kind of made you gasp at first. And then they got in the ring. There was a long back and forth, believe it or not. They had gotten a few minutes of the match in before an unfortunate thing happened where Moxley caught him with a lariat. Hangman went down, and it was all she wrote. Like we didn't see him again. They had to stop the match. In the moment, I think I know I was like kind of, you know, worried because in wrestling you always wonder, you know, if yeah. it's real or fake, shoot or work. Yeah, exactly. But when they do the thing, Frank, you talked about it, where like Taz took his glasses off. Yeah, yeah. They were rushing through the you know, the uh, ads for the following week. I just kind of ran ran through the whole match in the aftermath, but I wanted to ask you guys, um, with the whole thing going on with Hangman, you know, it was like such a cool moment with the, when he had that promo the week before mm-hmm. to hype this match. Do you think um, overall, like now Moxley is still your champion, he's going to move on. Do you think Hangman has been burning the candle in AEW, like, if he takes time off, are you cool with him coming back, like refreshed in a few months or, you know, overall, how do you feel about this whole thing that happened with him? Well, whatever you got to do to get healthy, right? Like, so like if he needs a few months off, he, so it ends up just being a concussion, right? We, you weren't sure how badly he was hurt. It ended up, he just had a concussion. He probably got knocked out, you know, by this lariat that Moxley threw in. King Kong Lariat. Scary in the moment when you see a guy just fall. You know, scary in the moment when you see a guy just fall and then they stop the match. And, you know, they say in pro wrestling, like, if they show it, it's probably part of the show. If they don't Mm -hmm. show it, you know, you might you have to start worrying. And it's like we were you were worrying in this house because you were like, oh, they're not showing shit. You know, they're not even really talking about it. They're moving on. Taz looked upset, you know, so. But it ended up just being a concussion. He's going to be fine. But if he needs time off. I'm okay with Hangman taking time off and coming back. They just had so many injuries. I was just wondering how you feel about like another main event guy kind of. No, I I feel like they could have it covered with the MGF stuff happening. Mox is so strong right now as champion, you know, and pieces are going to be coming together too. You know, guys are getting healthy as other guys may be getting hurt like Hangman. So I think it's all good if he needs time off, take time off. 
But if he's back in a few weeks, it's great too. I feel like the knock, getting him knock, him getting knocked out like that was actually almost like, kind of almost like helps the story in a in a weird way, you know, because he was doing that promo like I'm a man, da-da. and then he has this match with Moxley and he's knocked unconscious in it, and it's sort of like, all right, well maybe you got to rethink some things, you know. Storyline story purposes, I'm saying, Hangman, you know, like if they can make that into something positive, give him more, you know, more of an edge, yeah, maybe exactly coming back forward. Yeah, Duke, so, what did you, you know, think about the match? And did you feel, you know, like the the same sort of, I guess, um, you know, worry during the whole thing? Yeah, it was a good match. It's a shame that, you know, obviously you never want anybody to get really hurt. Um, even though, you know, they're fighting. Um, <laughs> right. It's funny to say that. But um, like Frank said, maybe him getting knocked out, like he didn't get pinned. Yeah. He didn't tap out. So, like, he looks strong. He's going to get sympathy from the fans, you know, because he, he never lost, really. They stopped it. So, mm-hmm. but, yeah, the first thing was, like, I hope this dude's okay, you know, because mm-hmm. when they don't show it, you're like, oh, shit, he's really hurt, you know. Yeah. But, thankfully, I mean, concussions are scary and very serious, but mm-hmm. yeah, that he was moving everything, I was like, all right, that's good. Because I thought it was like a neck injury or something. Yeah, me too. I was so, worried, yeah. They took the bottom rope away. Yeah, I mean, concussions are no joke, man. I know people personally that deal with, like, CTE, and it is brutal. So hopefully he can come back. And, like, him being away, like, all right, so let's elevate, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it. There's a lot of talent in AEW, man, that's not yeah. being, in my opinion, utilized correctly. You know, yeah, so, that's why. Yeah, that's why they like big injuries for them don't scare me as often. I'm like, because you have a roster and if yeah, you have let's to have let's next go now. Like approach, mm-hmm. yeah, if you, you have the be, roster to do it. If you want to yeah. be that next person, Claudio Castagnoli, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. whoever it is, like let's whoever, yeah. go, show what anybody. you got, step yeah, up yeah. and take that spot now. You know, because like. Yeah, it's not like Hangman is like, you know, I like Hangman, but like not everybody's on board on that train. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. let's let's give these guys a shot. Like, yeah, I'm a huge fan. I, mean, I definitely am. Not to cut I you lo- off, but real quick, yeah. like, sure. Wheeler Yuta, what was he doing previously? He got that one shot. And now, mm-hmm. I mean, he's putting on pretty good matches now, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah, Daniel Garcia, Wheeler Yuta, they're definitely. Yeah building guys the best that they can. And there was something on the show that I, I did not mention. I glossed over it, but uh, Renee was interviewing Brian Danielson and Wheeler Yuta backstage. Oh, right. Yep. And there was a little tension between Danielson talking about how Garcia is like, I think he said something like he's the best wrestler in the world or one of the best yeah, wrestlers yeah. right now. And Wheeler Yuta was giving him, well, you know, it was a solid acting job by yeah. a young Wheeler. Subtlety. I didn't mind it. Subtlety. So yeah, I love like cool. subtle things like that too. We will come back to it later. You build up a story over time, yep. little thing. That, and backstage interviews. Cool. Yeah. I was I was I was, you know, like really ringing that bell. And and I feel like having Renee Young or Renee Paquette there helps that too. She's like yeah. a cool one to um sit. So that was yeah, with the injury with Hangman, I was definitely you know super taken back, but the promo, like I said, the week before got me super hyped for it. I think you guys make a good point. He never got pinned, never submitted. Um, I hope he's back full throttle. I, I was torn in the match in general. I knew it wouldn't, you know, beat Mox for the title. It's so early, but I just hope he doesn't lose his spot. That's like what I'm worried about in this world of, like I don't, you guys said, I don't see that happening. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And um, 
like I don't know if you guys call it Moxley because they had to kill time at the end of the show. Yeah, I don't mean yeah. to laugh, but Moxley is like this whole show is going to shit because his mic wasn't working. <laughs> it was just like he was trying to improv. It's like yeah, it was it was you know what you don't want to happen at the end of your show and otherwise really good dynamite by the way. Oh, and also though we could talk about how MJF teased the cash in and it felt very money in the bankish. My bad. Yeah, cover yeah, that. Tell yeah, me. it yes. felt very money in the bankish. He came out with a referee and the coin or whatever the fuck it is, a chip. You know, yeah. and it felt very money in the bankish. So, you know. Yeah, he had the ref. He was like grabbing the ref by the shirt, yeah, yeah. you know, bringing it with and him. And I mean, I guess what Tony Khan was saying, like, can still be accurate, right? Like he sanctions this. So, but like it just seems so like Spur Money of the, in the moment. Bank yeah, spur of the moment. I'm cashing in right now because Mox is talking shit and this match ended early. But I guess I, I prefer mean, um, also... W I prefer um AEW's like a chip cashing in makes more sense than carrying around a briefcase. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. want to get technical, you might as well carry around the contract that's in There's the briefcase. A contract in there, <laughs> yeah, pal. Yeah. But yeah. then again, MJF's gotta travel to the airports with this giant chip. A giant coin. Yeah, Couldn't chip, you get yeah. like a chip, like a like a regular size casino chip? <laughs> that's funny. Can you imagine carrying around? Hold on, I got to check in my chip. But no, you're right, Bring Frank. That on he, my kinda, carry he ran down with the ref. He was going to... And then and it tied back been, into that thing. And that could have been just because, like, oh, shit, we need to come up with something to yeah. waste time right now. Yeah. And maybe that's not never what they intended. Mm -hmm. But, if you know... If so, congrats. Yeah, they, yeah, that was great. Yeah, felt... And he you doesn't. Know? So he ends up not cashing in. He decides not to. Um, So we'll see where that goes. But... uh, I didn't yeah, know what I mean, to think when he came out. Because I was like... I was thinking he's going to come out and... um. You know, ruin the match in general before yeah. it on, yeah, 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 on yeah. you know unfortunate thing with Adam Page, but um yeah MJF came in like you said it was cool. I just love that um right now I know like you guys because we've been talking about it recently on these shows like do you want MJF to be a babyface are you cool with it? I just love right now it seems like we don't know what we're getting from a lot of this and that's always the fun yeah, part right? That's good yeah to me that's good I like not knowing. So real quick on Rampage. Um, I don't know if you guys caught any of this Matt Hardy, Stokely Hathaway, cringy stuff backstage, but it's got to end for my boy Matt. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's not helping him. It's not doing him any favors, man. Yeah. It's uh, overall with Rampage, just for you guys, because I feel like this show has turned into what you don't want it to turn into. That's just my perception. Like sometimes these shows on Rampage feel like they're just throwaways. You know, mm -hmm. I know, like a, I know they're like a WCW Thunder. Yeah, I didn't want to say that, but it's like, I don't know what their goal is because you went from having Punk's debut here. You went from having like a couple big matches. Um, I know like Mox was has you know fought on there a lot. They will still mix that in. And I know the Acclaimed were on the show, but mm -hmm. there was a three-way, the Acclaimed, the Private Party, Butcher, you know, Butcher and the Blade. But overall, this show feels forgettable to me. Do you guys have anything on Rampage that you wanted to touch on? I mean, yeah, it wasn't like a special show or anything like that. Um, I thought it was fun for what it was. Willow Nightingale got her AW contract, so that was like a cool mm -hmm. little moment. Um, they kept that Jade storyline with Nyla going, so that is what it is. Hijacked the show. Yeah, store um, car, right? Yeah, store car. Which I did think that She's little segment thief, was man. funny. You know, the segment made me laugh a little. But yeah, like I didn't think it was like a great show. But Tony Khan seems to like be hearing people bitch about that you know because he's saying like there's going to be an emphasis on dynamite like or rampage going forward so like we'll see what that means but, like i like i don't mind it i don't take it so serious because it's an hour show on the worst time to me it's just like bonus wrestling on friday you know what i mean like that's how i treat it but uh but i could see 
what you're saying, but like, and like the ratings reflect it too. When they do have like big guys on it, if Moxley is in a big match on it or whatever, like more people tune in. So like maybe if you tr- put your bigger names on it more often, it'd help the show overall, but what a concept. I also yeah, think they're, like they're... it should be live, like its own thing. Like I feel like it's yeah. hard when they're taping it with dynamite. I always feel like those rampage end up. Being but can you fill a, a stadium or sell tickets for a one hour live show well i guess if you put good yeah, you matches do. You on play, right if you yeah, promote right. good and matches you, and, and you record dark yep. you record two exactly. hours of dark before exactly. it and people get a whole ass show when they go you know yep. i mean you could totally do it i think i mean obviously like i went to rampage and it was its own thing you know um when i saw it do you remember the, any were. of that like do you remember the main event or anything was it like a bigger card or yeah, like the young bucks fought the lucha bros. Um, all right, Meltzer okay. gave it, Meltzer gave that match five stars actually, which I didn't <laughs> there think there we go, that, five star I rampage. I didn't think it was that great, but it was, but he gave it five stars, you know, it was like it was fun when that was when Punk cut that promo after he broke his foot, remember, like, or whatever. Um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you know? so like, yeah, they do those live ones, and I feel like every, every time they do a live rampage, I feel like it's a better show than when they tape it after dynamite and the crowd's kind of tired after the hot main event of dynamite because dynamite always typically ends like very strong, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. and then it's like, all right guys, now we're going to film the fucking next show. You nah, know? We've and been there for those yeah. shows and it's, it's like, hard, you know, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to keep that energy. Cause you know, but you know, so like maybe if yeah. they do that, obviously we talk about the same shit all the time, better time slot, whatever. Um, maybe if it was longer, I don't know if that matters, but I hope to, you know, more emphasis put on it. If they go live more often, then I think it just makes a better show overall. Well, it's yeah, sub four or sub four, 500,000, you know, views, which I'm sure they're happy with overall on a Friday yeah. night. But Duke yeah, said it is like, th- it has that thunder mystique. And you, you just never want to fall into that because it's yeah. hard to, to wipe that off. You know, what do you think? Did you mm-hmm. watch Rampage Duke? And do you have any like notes other than what we actually, and I enjoy Rampage. I mean, I think it is a obviously Friday night that's like the kiss of death, you know normally for shows but i do enjoy rampage i like that it was at daily's place it has that like kind of wcw saturday night feel i don't know maybe it's the old school fan in me i don't know yeah no i do like that i mean i thought it was a fun show it's nothing crazy i don't think everything has to be crazy though like wednesday night is their crazy show you know Mm -hmm. i don't even know that they need two shows i mean i guess they do for the amount of talent but yeah i don't know it's a tricky thing yeah, if you're gonna continue storylines from Dynamite into Rampage, maybe. But um, oh, but on on Rampage, did you guys see um Orange Cassidy like backstage? Oh yeah, tell us about this segment. So hold on, the match that was supposed to be Andrade versus Ten, Ten. in the Dark Order, yeah, Preston Vance, then became Roosh versus Preston Vance. Then became a triple threat match <laughs> with Roosh, Preston Vance, and Orange Cassidy, who interjected himself because he was sitting at the bar and he's like, "Hey, you guys, see this? <laughs> like, did you guys see that?" <laughs> he pulled out his backpack. Yeah, yo, that yeah. shit cracked me up. Like, he popped me. So yeah, I, I like that. But I think that whole angle, like, I don't know, what did you guys think? I felt like they were leading to Preston Vance unmasking. Mm-hmm. joining those guys and being a, a bad guy is yeah. that what you guys thought i don't know I, I didn't really i think of it like i guess that far ahead you know i just figured he'd get unmasked and he'd be this jabroni looking you know body guy yeah. that gets forgotten you know mm-hmm. that's what i thought was gonna happen to him honestly yeah but uh yeah but like i don't know 
And he took the he took the pinfall in this match too, yeah. didn't he? Preston, yep. yeah. So it's yep. like he's the obvious yeah. uh, odd man out in this matchup. So I don't know. Yeah, I like, like Roosh though. I'm I'm into Roosh. I keep saying it every week, but like every time I see Roosh, he just he just feels like a hard ass. You know what I mean? Like every I feel like I believe him. Like, oh yeah, there, I you agree know with and that. like. And I feel like his matches are always pretty solid and they're hard yeah. hitting. So, so like I like him so far, you know. Yeah, he's yeah. grown on me too. Like at first when I saw him, I was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. But I do, I like him now. Um, he does have that. He has that tough factor. Yeah, like I yeah. believe that he's a tough dude, you know. But yeah, man, yeah, I didn't know how they were gonna push him as, at first. Roosh, I thought he was coming in to be like a main event guy right off the bat, but. Where they're placing him, you know, is cool. When I I said earlier the acclaimed match, they they fought the varsity athletes. Let me correct myself. <laughs> the varsity athletes, uh, Tony Nice and uh, Smart Marks group. There, Josh I don't know, Woods. man. Yeah, Josh Woods. That's right. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, Willow getting her contract was probably the thing that stood out the most. But yeah, that was AEW. I do have a question for you guys. Um, <laughs> is CM Punk? The modern day Russell Westbrook, the modern day Allen Iverson, is yeah. he CM Punk not a good teammate? Champ. Is he? Is he? Yeah, that's true. He's a champion. Those guys aren't. Let me read you this thing really league. quick. I want to let you answer that. But uh, this is something I want to read. This is something Chris Jericho co-signed. Oh my God. Yeah, oh boy. Yeah, we got to read it. We got to read it. Do we have Matt- a gossip? I mean, is it gossip though? If 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 Chris Jericho co-signed it, it is. It's more of a question though, I guess. At the end of all this, it says, "Imagine that you're CM Punk. You've had one of the most triumphant comebacks ever in the history of wrestling. You've been promoted as the star you never got to be in WWE, and within a year, you completely ostracize yourself, becoming so toxic that you're not even worth having around." Liked by Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho also liked the tweet of Dustin saying the Chupacabra was real running around Texas and he wanted more information. He said, what? Tell me about this. Jericho is a big believer in uh, Bigfoot uh, and um, he's he's a truther for Bigfoot, too. I've heard him talk about. But I I bring this all up because there's rumors and we have to address them real quick because our boy Punk that he might be done, that this whole thing might end up being just a, a wash for him. So I know we covered it you know, ad nauseum here, but what do you guys think about if this ends for punk? I guess it was a hell of a run, right? One year. Yeah. One year, one magical year, you know, and it's over. It's a bummer for sure. I mean, mm. it, you know, it bums me out all the shit that could have still happened, you know, cause like we got some good stuff, right? We got Darby, we got MJF, you know, we got like, we got things, him and Sting teaming up and all that fun mm-hmm. that stuff. Was cool. It's like it was just like, but it could have been another. You know, who knows what another year would have gotten us and all the dream matchups and stuff. So it's definitely a bummer. I mean, it makes me sad. Um, fingers crossed for work somewhere still. Fingers you know crossed I mean? for the work. But, we uh, talked about it a lot. There being a lot of blame to go around. You know, my yeah. I was always on the side of like obviously punks a little you know self whatever self absorbed, but the Tony Khan factor here like maybe he could have spoke up at that press conference if that's really what started all this shit um at the end of the day duke what do you think if punk's time in AEW is over do you feel like um obviously he left his mark i mean that's not debatable but how do you feel about the run yeah i mean it's a bummer of course like you know the guy's gone for seven years the fans waited so long for him to come back like 
I don't know about you guys. I remember where I was when he came back. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, it sucks, man. Like, I'm such a we just did our top 10 favorites recently. And like yeah. he was in Frank and I's both of us, our top both of your top 10, my top 15. We yeah, had did a whole so show like, on him. Yeah. Like we have a lot of love for punk, but I mean, you know, how about it this is what it is. It is. Yeah. I mean, look, like it is Frank what it is. Said, but... We're missing, but like, think of like what mm-hmm. we're missing out on, you know, like we never got to see him and Kenny. Yo, I'm right. not convinced right. that it's all over like forever. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's sort of like, listen, this business is a funny game, you know, mm-hmm. and like Vince would work with guys who did the worst shit to him, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And if it did, if it was in the best interest of like the business, you know, he did it. Yeah. And, you know, and we'll see what Tony Khan is because we don't know what kind of guy he's going to be like with these long term relationships because he hasn't had that issue yet right and the cm punk is going to be a guy that who knows maybe we'll see because we don't know are cm punk and tony khan on these terrible terms right now we don't know is it just an overall optics thing with like all the people in charge and you haven't if you're tony khan though you gotta be feeling a little um i guess hurt or whatever that your boy stood up there next to you and like kind of buried your company you know, at least your your bit your top guys who are EVP saying they couldn't manage target and all that, like making you look inept, I thought was which we talked about this, you know, a lot. But yeah, and I mean, I think you, know you could take it that way, or you could take it as Tony Khan maybe fucking feeling some kind of way about those young bucks as EVPs too. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's it's that Cody was an EVP, you know, and Tony Khan. You saw how Tony Khan felt about him. He's like he wanted to work it out. If it didn't want, if he didn't want to work it out, okay, goodbye. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like, and that's the All right, well, Let me who, ask you guys knows, real quick: right? Would you trade Young Bucks and Kenny? Bye bye, go away for one punk, or would you rather Ooh. keep the Young Bucks and Kenny around? If you just, just real quick, if I, it was me and my promotion, I'm probably taking a punk, right? If I'm AEW, I keep Young Bucks and Kenny. Mm-hmm. You know gotcha. what I mean? I feel like they're so ingrained in that company and such yeah, a part of the fan base and the elite. Yeah, you know, all elite it's like, wrestling, right? And Punk is much older than all of them, even though those guys aren't like these young guys. You mm-hmm. know, he is much older, so like the long wait, the young buffs aren't young. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so like bullshit. So you know, like if you think about all those things, you know, if it's just drawing money and it's like, hey, I have one draft pick and those are the four guys on the table, I'm probably taking CM Punk. You know, mm-hmm. but. If it's that company, who would you take, Duke, if you had to? It's not that easy because it seems like the whole company is like, fuck CM Punk. You know, like a lot of like, the the likes that you see, you know, it's like all these dark order dudes are anti-punk. Hangman's anti-punk. The elite. Yeah, well, all those guys are all Colt Cabana guys. No, but yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, though, like if most of your company is anti-punk. Like, are we doing one CM Punk or all 12 Dark Order? Who you <laughs> I'm gonna take CM Punk. <laughs> you know I'll, take CM, so, I'll yeah. take CM Punk over probably everyone on the roster, but you know, like that's not the debate here, I guess. No. Um, yeah, yeah it's, and, a, it's a tricky situation. I think we spent enough time on it. Yeah, we, we did, but I do show I, I gotta I gotta give you this one on the way out with punk thing though, because there there's rumor is that the hold up between his release is that he wants to waive that non-compete clause. So I asked you guys on the punk episode, would you ever want to see him return to WWE? You said, no, I don't really think he has to. You seemed indifferent either way. I was more like, I would love to see it just to see, cause I, I want to see a happy ending. 
Honk said, if you think the grass is greener on the other side, be my guest. Go ahead, leave main event night four of a buy one, get one free extravaganza. He had that quote while in AEW. Do you think there's a world that exists where he's back in it in WWE in our lifetime? I don't think so. Okay. Because first of all, they're buying him out, right? Like, so if all the rumors and speculation are true, they're buying him out. So he's getting a fat check. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's hurting for money. Like, maybe you could have said, even though that was never the case, it's seemingly, you know, um, if that was the argument of just money, he's getting yeah. a fat ass check. He's getting older. He's coming off real injuries, too. That's the thing that bums me out the most. I feel like if he doesn't get injured twice, he's probably yeah, not man. as grumpy about exactly the shit that was like pissing him off, you know, yep. but then he had finished that match and he knows he's injured, you know, like after that match and he goes off and it, you know, so like, he, yeah. you know, his body just wasn't holding up, unfortunately, for him, you know, and who knows, maybe just a little yeah. bit of time off and he can bounce back and be healthy. Who knows? Right. But like, I just don't see him in that company. Listen, Hunter doesn't like him. You could say what you want. about but Hunter does the biz- business now, right? The, but does he? You know what I mean? He's like, I don't, well, I don't know. Does he? He'll, do, he'll tell he's you. He's doing he the does. same shit. Yeah, he's doing the same shit, though. So, like, I don't know. Like, he's, he's bringing all these guys back, is my point. Yeah, and but girls. we know Hunter. Yeah, yeah but his, they're all his, his guys. Though. Yeah, he's like, his, yeah, his boys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we know Hunter. He's, he's a dickhead, you know? And, like, him and Punk just did not like each other. I, am I lying? You know, we all know it. It's fine to be I love to like the guy. You know what I mean? But uh, I love Paul. Yeah, but oh. I just feel like... You know, he wouldn't. I don't feel like Triple H would bring back Punk. I do. You don't think he would bring him back? No, 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 no. With the right intentions. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he'd have like a a plan to undermine. I feel like it wouldn't go great. A plan to make him humble. Look, make him look. You know, yeah. Put him in there with Corbin and some slacks. Yeah. Right. I would say, um, man, if you got Punk in there, Bray Wyatt, Cody, I'm daydreaming right now, but like, I don't even know if it would still be any good, but it would be like, it was interesting. All right, so WWE, they had another week. I don't know if we can call it a action-packed week, but they 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 had a week. It happened. We're gonna get into <laughs> some of the highs and lows real quick of Raw and SmackDown. I'm not gonna do the uh, honors of match by match because I don't feel like, quite frankly, it deserved it. The show Raw specifically, for me personally as a fan. It featured almost no one I'm interested in, almost mm-hmm. nothing I'm interested in. I don't mean to be so negative here, but truth is truth. Seth Rollins, he's your U.S. champion. He had some stuff going on with Matt Riddle. It led into Mustafa Ali, eventually Elias. It was like this weird, messy mixture of guys. Elias' big return. Um, I am a fan of Elias, but Seth Rollins, your U.S. champion, Um I'm trying here, guys, because this is what really this is what Raw is built around right now. And I respect yeah. like the U.S. title being the focal, the focal point, the focus, the prestige. And I don't even hate Seth Rollins. I really don't. The The older I get, I guess the longer he's been around, I should say, the more I kind of respect him and like appreciate him for some things, not his laugh. But um, I'm going to give you a couple highs and lows on Raw for me. You guys give me a couple highs and lows if you wish. But. Actually, I can only give you my lows, but Bobby Lashley was brutalized by a returning Brock Lesnar. Brock's back. 
they're doing this thing. I guess he's going to fight him. The problem is everything's building towards Crown Jewel. That's why I'm coming off like sort of uninterested because I know that this pay-per-view they're building towards means nothing. Uh, it's, it's a premium live event. Premium live event. Yeah. Um, the OC was on the show, the original club, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. The OC, they, wasn't that like a they, show? It was. But this is the original club. Like There's a the lot. thing you put on your car? Yeah, yeah. Or the thing Dominic, you go to at night. Yes, the club, nightclub. The club, Luke Gals and Carl Anderson did oh, those the guys. Alpha okay. Academy. The guys nobody yep. gives a shit about. Got it. Yes, they're with AJ Styles, who also fought Dominic Mysterio. I'm running this all together because that's how the show felt. In the midst of that, JBL returned and brought out that's a new part of the show. Yes, someone he called a wrestling god who, in my opinion, there's nothing that can make this guy interesting. Baron Corbin. This was raw, guys. Do you have any highs or lows? I feel like... Um... No. I'll tell you what, man. The OC, those guys are the only guys who can go, like, who can get a pop one week, and then it's completely the, like, go away heat almost instantaneous. <laughs> like, the next time they show up on TV. And AEW, and Impact, and fucking WWE right now. I don't get it, man. I, I know they're AJ's boys, you know, and I know, like, people like... You know, Carl Anderson, but AJ, I guess, AJ's you know, but AJ's a dork. Okay, so he just <laughs> yeah. hangs with dorks. Let's be <laughs> yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I and mean, like, yeah, like even when like I can't get behind you, even on like BTE. You know what I mean? Like, and I watch all that nonsense, and I still can't get behind you guys. It's like it's a problem. But that's what that show does well. It's it makes you care about guys on the show you might not give a fuck about normally you know right right and right. i still did nothing for me with these dudes so i don't know good luck to them <laughs> i mean they're beating the alpha academy so they're already yeah you know, better well you know that's what way Chad more gable does yeah exactly Chad gable's there to for everybody that comes back to get beat by yeah but uh Duke, yeah, you mentioned so uh, jbl being a high point of the show for you what, uh, i really i it's ridiculous when jbl is like the high point a guy that's been retired for like a very long time who was annoying as fuck and like we couldn't stand you know exactly. good heel good yeah. heel yeah but like you know but like he's calling it like it is out there yeah. until he you know introduces this clown who like i know i don't get a lot of things like i don't get stuff <laughs> that everybody else likes but like does anybody like Baron Corbin? Like, honestly? Yeah. Yeah, let like, us know how in the many, comments. Is there any Baron seriously, Corbin fans? Like, how What'd many times have we seen guys, they get a chance at a gimmick, it doesn't mm -hmm. work, they get another mm -hmm. chance. All right, kid, we got to let you go. Mm -hmm. This guy's had, like, multiple chances. He's been Baron Corbin. He shaved his head. He was King Corbin. He's Happy Corbin. He's yeah, yeah. this Sad Corbin. Corbin. Now he's yeah. the new wrestling god. Like, come on, man. Like, what what do they like so much about this guy? He played in the NFL. I he heard Vince though. said. Like, uh, I heard Vince thought like that's what ladies like find attractive dudes like Baron. Oh, Corbin. okay. So that's what got well, him. Maybe that, that's maybe what got that's, him the rub originally. Maybe that's what I'm not getting. Cesaro doesn't. He's missing it, but the ladies. Yeah. Want to Baron? I feel Corbin. like guys or girls would probably be inclined to find guys like Kevin Owens attractive in today's climate i feel like i see a lot of girls with ko guys but um, i don't know <laughs> I don't about know. baron corbin i don't know what's attractive i don't care what's attractive i know that i don't understand baron corbin at all and their fascination with him like yeah jbl was ripping a lot of the indie guys he was just like going through a lot of stuff that i mean i chuckled at some of it 
it's like funny he was saying, like guys, you, you want to cut it in my era and like to a degree, I believe I believe him. But, yeah, until, but he he fucking didn't cut it in his era. Sure. Babe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. compared to the top guys. I know it's not again. No, I'm but if you like put Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Gargano saying, and JBL like, in a ring together in 2005, right. it would probably be like, all right, Johnny yeah, Gargano, he's in like, the cruiserweight division. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. I, I I agreed a lot with what he said, but then he introduced then he brought the new wrestling Aaron God. Cool. So I'm like, oh, OK, well. Yeah, yeah, it was it was brutal. It was brutal. Listen, and I actually prefer Ezekiel. I would love to see Ezekiel back. But... All right, well, yeah. So his brother Elias is back. SmackDown. I have to run through a little bit of SmackDown because there was some stuff. There was more of the same stuff with the Bloodline. This time they're they're kind of um, they're going after Sheamus. So I guess he's going to be a big baby face in our, you know, in our world in our. In our uh, main event picture, maybe even who knows if we'll get a shot against Roman Reigns. You never know with Triple H and his uh, and his love it for Sheamus. Won't be against Roman, real quick. It it won't be against Roman though, because why not? Logan, Logan Paul's, Paul's going to win the. No, title. I'm talking about bigger brother. Maybe Sheamus is going the Mania. We never. There's know. nothing bigger than Logan Paul, pal. Well, so Solo Sokoa. I actually that dude's growing on me. I I like him. I feel like he can be something. Um, he's a cool part of the bloodline. Still teasing the Jey Uso, Sami Zayn stuff. Um, L.A. Knight had a cool little vignette in there. I don't know if I'd call it cool. They just showed like some highlights of his matches, but it was it was something. It was a vignette. I'm a fan. Almost. Oh yeah, I know you're a fan. Almost and Braun Strowman had a big stare down. And, Omas. Uh, almost, Omas shoved him. I out thought of the you ring. were saying like almost. <laughs> I almost cared about that segment. No, but... you didn't. I actually don't mind Omas. No, I like I, Omas. Yeah, he's but I, I don't like Braun Strowman. <laughs> I can't. I think him. Omas is like green, but I think For he's sure. definitely gotten better. He's gotten in better shape. I like MVP as his mouthpiece. We'll see. Yeah, I don't mind him. And uh, I wanted to just—I'll let you guys speak on SmackDown if you'd like. But uh, Ray Wyatt had uh, a promo backstage. He was sort of cutting a promo talking about like there's going to be a lot of things I'm sorry for along the way. You guys are all going to regret it. We don't know if he's talking to the fans or if he's talking to these voices in his head, some personalities. We don't really know where it's going, which I'm all about stuff like that. Um, there was a, a strange cryptic video package that played again and like something that was screen grabbed in there it was a psychiatric evaluation of him that he refused to sign. It's cool. They're little nuggets, little subtle nuggets. I guess they're doing something with his character. I don't know where it's going. I guess that's fine, right? Because I do love Bray Wyatt being back. It hasn't developed into the full character, I'm assuming. But I didn't I didn't hate SmackDown for what it was. Uh, Rey Mysterio had some cool-ass Macho Man ring gear on. I appreciated <laughs> that. Um, I don't hate SmackDown as much as I hate Raw. But did you guys watch SmackDown and did you care to touch on any of it i think i hated this smackdown as much as i hated raw you know like typically i probably don't but like i you i think the biggest thing because I, I don't give a fuck about any of this shit going on on smackdown the whole jay uso it's like when does oh, i don't i don't care about that so much like this explosion that's gonna happen i guess at some Mass point. wrestlemania explosion maybe yeah you know like i jay just over sammy zane involved in that storyline at all um Liv Morgan's being a little psycho out there oh yeah don't care a whole lot either you know and like I don't even hate on Liv Morgan as much as maybe you think you guys but 
still, it just doesn't do anything for me. But then the Bray Wyatt, so that's like the big thing, you know. And I'll be honest, man, like after that promo or whatever this was, I was kind of like, I'm not into it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I felt like I'm I'm borderline out, right? Like it's borderline. So what, what, what is it that made to turn you off? I, I don't know. He's going to do horrible, horrible things. Just or, like uh... I'm, I don't like seeing this version of Bray so far. You know what I mean? Like the one talk. And I'm, I'm curious about like who these other characters are or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I will watch. But watching him cut that promo and it was awkward. Like, did they have music playing? Yes. While he was talking. That music he came out to, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, like, I wasn't, like, into – it just was, like, disrupting, like, me, like, trying to, like, focus on what this guy was saying, even though I don't like his delivery as Bray, like, right now. So, I don't know, man. I'm not feeling this shit so far. But I'm going to keep tuning in, hoping, you know, he can bring me back Well, before I kick it to Duke, how would you – real quick, how would you book your Bray Wyatt? Because you like him overall, Mm -hmm. like – you yeah. do like Bray Wyatt, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm down to let it play itself out before I do anything. I'm just saying like so far after seeing you three times after so long away. Yeah, this is... exactly. And it was like each time my interest has gone down a little bit. It was like the first one I was like, okay, I'm back. He's back. I'm back. You know? And then the second one I was like, I didn't love that promo, but I get it. It's bad. And then this week I was just like, Oh, do I care? Do I, you know, and it's like, I don't like feeling that way so quickly with the guy. Okay. But we'll see what happens. Duke, what'd you think? Uh, highs and lows, if you got anything with SmackDown and obviously the Bray Wyatt thing. Yeah, I mean, I think the Bray Wyatt thing is what we all think. It's going to be like a multiple personality type thing. The Wyatt six or whatever. That's probably where it's going. I mean, I think the dude's talented. So I'm willing to see, you know, where it goes. Um, besides that, yeah, it's the same old stuff on SmackDown. I, I just don't, I'm really just tuned out on their entire product right now. Like I try every week. I just, mm-hmm. I don't really have much. Good there's guys say, you so. like, or do you hate this roster? I mean, we talked oh, about no, it. No, there's guys I like, I like Bray Wyatt. I, I don't even like, I like Roman. I like the usos like i like chad gable a lot of I these like... guys would be on maybe on your roster but you just yeah, be for sure it's just um i don't know i don't it's just really the booking the the way they handle these guys like i like la night i do um i don't know there's just nothing there's nothing compelling about their shows there's no reason to tune in like once upon a time like Monday Night Raw was like it was an event a place to be. be like, yeah, yeah. After work, bro, we're going to meet up and then we'll watch Raw, you know, like and like it's just there's no reason for me to tune in right now. Like I try yeah. every week and every week I'm disappointed. And rather than sit here and just bash it, I'll just move on. Well, one <laughs> of our one of our listeners, John Petrick, he chimed in and he said, like I said earlier in the show, but he said he had not watched a Raw in almost 20 years which I'm going to call bullshit on. I don't believe you, but uh, he said he figured he'd give it a, he'd give it a fresh watch. And he said it wasn't as bad as he thought, but it was way different. And that's WWE's a children's show that it's Harlem Globetrotters, that it's a Disney theme park ride, so on and so forth, that they're not interested in putting on great, great shows, but maintaining the legacy of the WWE or maintaining the legacy of the WWE. Sorry. But 
basically he said, why don't we like Matt Riddle or why don't we get him? Because we're not a child and that kids love him. I don't know if I like, I do agree with a lot of what he's saying. And like, cause he had left a nice comment about all this stuff, but he said, WWE doesn't care about wrestling. They're not even in the wrestling business. I feel like lately they're trying to be that show. That's like, we're going to put on great wrestling matches and all these spots. Like obviously Seth Rollins tries to go out there and do that. A lot of those guys in NXT do that. Um, you know, Matt Riddle here and there, I, I like guys that have a work rate, AJ Styles. I think they care about wrestling, but I just think we've talked about this a million times, like the production of these shows. It's, it is Disney. Like it's, it's just very plastic. It's hard to get invested. Like you said, Duke, nothing's compelling. I think it's because the way they present everything. And I think the roster could work out but i think they're just so far in the weeds maybe it's that kevin dunn guy maybe whoever it is that makes these shows look and feel the way they do is he gone i thought kevin dunn's gone now right i thought he was no. part of the one he didn't go oh he's in there no he's still in there oh, yeah well that's a problem it's a problem so uh i i guess my thing is with just to, on the john petrick like i still hold out hope that they can revert back because that is the legacy of wrestling for me is the wwe and as long as it's around, I'm going to assume and hope that it can still recapture some of that. But it is so far gone. I, I agree with you guys. Yeah. Cody, where's Cody? Where's my boy? Get him back. Royal we'll Rumble um, 27. We'll be back. Going yeah, we got to mention it every That's week. When we got to mention it I just got to hold out for a few months. Right. Royal Rumble will be fun. But will that it, was it. It won't be. Yeah, it yeah, will. Did <laughs> I say the same? Last year. We do it every year. Yeah. Last year was the worst Royal Rumble I've ever seen. That's so, a bold statement, pal. Because there's been some, I, it was, my hand and, uh, to God. It was there's been some bad the ones. worst. Yeah. The worst. So I, I hold out hope, like I said. Um, anyways, if you guys care to leave in the comments, talk to us about this week in wrestling. I know there's some other stuff. Sorry, we didn't get a chance, or I specifically did not get a chance to get into too much of the NXT Halloween Havoc. You guys can leave in the comments anything. Maybe we're missing it. Maybe WWE killed it this week and we're we're missing the point, right? Um, maybe there's people that are super into this bloodline feud. And uh maybe oh, there's there are. people that maybe there's people into the judgment day. Uh maybe there's people into the judgment day versus AJ Styles and the club feud. And for us, it's not compelling TV. Mm -hmm. We don't apologize. We're being honest. I think the best part of this week in WWE was Kevin Owens was not on either show. So yeah, that's something I'll say. Uh, but it, you know what? It's weird. He was gone, but it still wasn't any better, right? So <laughs> yeah, it's like, what will it take? Um, but yeah, that was this week in wrestling, guys. This was the wrap up. If you have anything you'd like to uh, have us maybe correct ourselves on this week, please leave it in the comments. Subscribe like it follow us on instagram at no sold underscore podcast subscribe on youtube all that fun stuff for the east west connection go phils let's go phillies